You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Hi, guys. We're (laughs) so excited to be back with you. We are. So today it's just us. Um, Well, not just us, but it's us. Um, And we're super excited to just have a little chat with you. Please excuse the sirens in the back. (laughs) Um, Welcome to LA. (laughs) Um, So we just wanted to catch up. You got catch up, catch you guys up. Oh my gosh, I cannot speak. Catch you guys up on the move, on the transition, what's going on in our lives. It's been an interesting couple of months now. It's almost been two months, which is crazy. That's insane. I can't believe you've been gone for that long. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. I still feel like we just got here. And I keep, whenever I meet anyone, I'm like, oh, yeah, we just moved here, like, last week. And then I'm like, wait a second. It's been almost two months. (laughs) Crazy. Time has flown. This year has just flown. It really has. And we were just talking about it, how there hasn't been a month this year where it's felt like it's dragged at all. Like, usually, I, like, remember last year, I think it was, like, October, November, or, like, even March or April, where I was like, oh, my gosh, this year is going to take forever. Like, things are just dragging. I'm getting bored. And then this year, it's just been, like, one thing after another. We've always been busy. Something big has happened, I feel like, almost every month. Seriously, yeah, it's been like all good, but um, one of my resolutions, ironically enough, for this year was to like say more, no more to things mm-hmm. because I feel like, especially on weekends, I just am like, yes, I want to do it all, but then when the time comes, I'm like, actually, I just want a mm-hmm. weekend at home, so I'm actually really excited for winter and kind of like I feel like it forces you to slow down a little bit yeah it does and I actually have been thinking about that a lot lately um I used to be and I think you were as well I used to be the type of person that would just pack my days and my weeks with stuff and yeah I mean it was really fun and there was always something going on I always felt like I was doing something but I never felt like I got to relax or Yeah, Um, And to your point, this year, I feel like I've been able to, like, be more retrospective and figure out, okay, what's exactly going on? How am I feeling? And saying no to things, but also saying yes to myself more often. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like, for me, I found in the past that I've used working too much and being busy as a way to kind of, like, numb out other feelings that I'm avoiding which sounds really dark and deep but (laughs) it's true like I feel like when you fill 
your days with a million different things, you don't really have enough time to sit back and reflect on goals or just how you're feeling and your mental health. So I think it's so important. But um, speaking of transitioning to a slower time of year and like a colder time of year for me, but Mm -hmm. how has it been transitioning to LA and what's it like when it's not cold? right now (laughs) yeah so it's interesting so the weather does throw you off for sure I feel like we're kind of stuck in summer although today was the first day where it actually was a little bit cooler it was in the low 60s (laughs) um and it rained and so I got that like fall vibe um but we had a friendsgiving at our house this past weekend and I was like setting up and decorating And I was just thinking to myself, like, it's 80 degrees outside today. How is it almost Thanksgiving? It's the weirdest thing. And I don't want to complain about it because I love being warm. um, And I love the sun and, you know, not having to be hunched over all winter. Um, Yeah. But it is strange. And it definitely – so let me take a step back. So moving to L.A., I – kind of before, and I think you guys know this, um, it was definitely bittersweet. Um, I was excited to start a new adventure with John and really excited for him and his new job Um, and excited to be around new friends and new people. Um, But at the same time, I was really, really sad. Like, I definitely cried a lot, and I was not looking forward to leaving friends, leaving Meg, um, figuring out how the podcast would be different. Um, I still work for the same company, but working remote and being away from colleagues and people that I interact with every day. Um, So it was definitely hard. It was harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, And I just remember the feeling when we first got here and we moved into our house and we didn't have any furniture yet. And I was working and I was just like, why did we do this? (laughs) You know, why did we move out here? And the reason is because we had to move here. Um, But, you know, it was hard. I was like, I do not like it here. (laughs) I was like, I would go for walks outside and I was not really feeling the LA vibe. Um, and it felt like just a vacation or a trip that we were on, not like a permanent thing. Um, yeah. And I miss just being able to call someone up and be like, hey, do you want to go gl- grab a glass of wine? Like, do you want to come over? Um, like, I couldn't do that because I didn't know anyone. And I wasn't expecting the toll that it took on my mental health as much as it did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, we've both moved before. We both moved to Boston from different places. So I'm curious if you felt that way when you moved to Boston. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think I, and I feel like you probably feel similarly. Like, I've always been really fortunate to have, like, a solid group of girlfriends. Um, I've never had, like, you know, like, 50 friends at once, but I've always had like a tight knit community, um, in high school and then in college. And then I feel like for me starting work after college was my first kind of like, oh shit moment where I found that my coworkers were starting to become friends and like everyone had moved to different cities and I was kind of finding myself, but also 
torn between like actually wanting to make a big effort. It sounds terrible. Um, make a big effort in Pittsburgh when I knew that I was going to move in like a year. Mm-hmm. So I felt like when I moved to Boston, I like had this new lease on life. I was so ready to meet new people and kind of dive in. And it was so much harder than I thought that it was going to be. Um, I think college is obviously such a different experience because you're basically forced into different groups of people, whether that's in classes or teams or sororities, fraternities, like you are just surrounded by people all the time and everyone has free time as well. So, um, I feel like transitioning from that to working full time and then moving to Boston was really, really hard. And I also, too, had nights where and for anyone who doesn't know this, I moved to Boston um, to be with my boyfriend, now husband, (laughs) Dan. But like I moved in with him. That was a huge life transition um, and started work in this huge city where I had worked in Pittsburgh before. So I had nights where I cried. So like many, many nights where I was just crying to Dan and being like, I love you, but I can't spend all my time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I found friend groups in work because that's when I was working a ton of hours. And I do feel like I made some close friends, but it's hard. And I also feel like I still struggle with that from time to time. Like, And unfortunately, Beck falls into this category, too. But a lot of the close friends that I've made have moved away. So Mm -hmm. that it's just so hard to get like the level of friendship where you can like go over to someone's house in PJs and just like drink a glass of wine or, you know, like not have to be out and about doing things all the time. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just like getting older too. That's the other thing. Like, it's just, it's hard when people's lives are truly like your time is so valuable, Mm -hmm. the time outside of work and relationships and trying to stay healthy, drink enough water, work out, (laughs) cook healthy. You know what I mean? So I like, I don't know if that's kind of part of getting older too. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like a part of it is, I mean, you mentioned, you know, being thrown into college and, you know, kind of have like being forced to make friends with certain people. Um, And as you get older and, you know, people get married, they start having kids or they move away. It's it's hard to keep those relationships as they once were. Um, And it's even harder, I think, to find new people to bring into your circle that you can trust, that you can rely on. Um, And I think a lot of times, you know, it's not super normal to move around a ton. It is for certain groups of people. But for the most part, people stay kind of in the same place for a while. Yeah. So, you know, they have their groups of friends and, you know, they're people who they've been friends with forever. And then it's like you're suddenly like the new kid in school, um, 
and you have to adapt without losing yourself. And it's, it, yeah, it's so interesting. And I am so grateful to everyone who I know here and who I've made friends with because everyone has been so welcoming. And like, I can't complain at all because I love everyone here. Um, but, you know, it's it's different. Like, there's a different dynamic. And, you know, to your point, like, there's not, I don't have someone here who I can just say, like, hey, like, we're in our sweats. Do you want to come over? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, it's it's definitely an interesting transition. But I think one thing that's helped me a lot is fig- figuring out a new routine and kind of leaning into that sentiment of, like, okay, this is a fresh start. This is, like, a new lease on, you know, this chapter of our lives. And so what can I do differently that will help me to expand and what things, you know, make me feel comfortable and at home and, you know, at least have a piece that's still the same. Yeah. Have you like kept any parts of your routine consistent or do you feel like you've incorporated anything that's made you feel like at least those parts of your day are kind of normal compared to your to your life here yeah there's definitely so the way that we set up our house is very similar to what we had in Boston I mean we have the same furniture so I think that's helped just like making your environment something that feels homey that feels comfortable that you're used to um yeah that helped a lot and then um like my night nighttime routine has stayed the same um, it definitely got a little messed up as we were traveling across the country. That was really hard because there was no, like, there was no set schedule. There were there was no routine. Um, yeah. But then some new things. So I, you know, there's a Pilates studio right down the street that I just walk to, and I've incorporated that into my um, daily routine. I usually go around lunchtime, so that's been good, and that gets me out of the house because I'm working remote. Um, yeah. And then John and I kind of, you know, have shifted things. So, you know, he can do, you know, some new things that he's been wanting to try. And I'm able to do new things. And it's been really good for our relationship, I think. Um, When we moved to Boston, we didn't know a single person. So we really had to rely on one another. And like you said before, like we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we love spending time together. Um, but now, now I feel like, like we're kind of able to spread our wings a little bit because we do know people here. And, you know, we've had the part of our lives where we have where we can only rely on each other. And now it's like, yeah. okay, like we can, like, kind of find our individual selves more, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. I think our significant others, like – in this life are such a huge part of our life. But I think that our relationships are just like so much. um, It's like, it just benefits your relationship to have interests outside of it and like your Mm -hmm. own thing going on and things that you do separately. Um, And it's great to come together for some of them for sure. But I find that like when Dan and I are doing things separately and doing our own our own thing, when we do come together, I feel like it's that much more special, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. And yeah, exactly. And I feel like earlier on in our relationship, I felt kind of like guilty almost if, and maybe that's not the right word, but kind of like, oh, like I'm going out with my friends and like leaving John at home by himself, which he was perfectly fine with. He was like, yeah, you know, do whatever you want. But like in my like, soul, bye. I was like, oh, I'm leaving him alone, you know? Yeah. But now yeah. like we've grown in our relationship where I'm like, okay, like we're good. Like it doesn't mean that like we love each other any less or you know what I mean? Like we can be our right. own people and say like, hey, I'm going to this event. Like you can come if you want or like you can stay home and it's not like offensive to the other person. Yeah, it's like it's it's depending on each other for the important stuff, but not being like too like too, too dependent on each other, I mm-hmm. think. Like I, I something that I'm really conscious about is just kind of like seeing examples during my life of um relationships where potentially the boyfriend or husband or what have you is like doing everything and like even stuff that isn't even like that hard or stressful but kind of like taking control and I've just been really conscious of that and wanting to make sure that I'm still independent and able to do everything that I want to knowing exactly what's going on with you know, like our finances are like just our life. I think it's so important, especially as women, not to get on a soapbox. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, like, but just to make sure you're like, you're independent and you're capable and you just like know everything that's happening and going on. Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't know how we got here either, but I think it's a good topic because. Um, I grew up in a religion um, where they teach that the woman is kind of like their sole responsibility is to get married, have babies, and kind of just stay at home. Like career isn't a huge thing. And so that's what I was taught growing up. And my parents, thank goodness, were always, you know, really encouraging and wanted me to have a career and go to college and all of that. Um, but I see some people that I grew up with um, who have taken that route of, you know, getting married super young and then having kids. And, you know, I, I see them and I'm like, I, I like I feel for them because, you know, that's what they were taught that they were supposed to do. But I also see kind of the void that they have sometimes where, yeah. you know, they wish they would have, you know, pursued a career before having kids and, you know, they wish they would have done all of these things and they're not independent of their spouse. And some people choose that lifestyle and they're perfectly happy. But I think it's important now to kind of get out of that, like women only have to stay in the house and like we can actually have jobs and have careers. And, you know, if you want to have kids, you can have kids and have a career. And I think that's something that's still evolving um, and still like as a society we're working on. Um, but being independent, like you said, and being able to like know what's going on with the finances, like know how to get insurance, like all of those things. Um, because who knows what's going to happen to your spouse? Like heaven forbid they like pass away or 
something happens where you're not together anymore. So then, like, what do you do if you're not well-versed in being an independent person? Totally, totally. And I think about that a lot, Um, you know, like no person in particular, but I've just seen that modeled in a lot of different ways. So I don't know. I feel like sometimes even if Dan might, you know, have like a heavier hand in a particular thing, I often like we'll talk about it and I I'll ask questions and maybe questions that he hasn't thought about and I find that we have like a really great conversation and he's often like very grateful that I've listened and I've given my input. So I just think it's important for us in whatever relationship you're in as women to just get more involved and know exactly what's going on. Um, Yeah. And back yeah. to how did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. I'm always thinking about, like, what is this going to look like when we have kids and they're growing up? Like, what will the world look like? And, you know, how will, like, I don't know. It's so interesting to think about. And I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, roles evolve and, um you know, women finally become equal with men um, or just people in general all become equal. Um, I I think it's so interesting. And I feel like that's a good topic for the podcast at some point. Like we need to find someone expert on that. We totally should. I actually just went to um, a conference specifically for women in um, like in agencies in a creative role and how there used to only be 3% of women who filled those positions. Um, Now it's up to almost 29%, but it was fascinating to hear all of the stories, but they kind of, they like posted quotes around um, the conference and there were a lot of men who attended the conference and kind of getting back to one of your points one of the quotes was like normalize time off take your paternity leave because that helps normalize that for women who are still growing in their careers and trying to get promoted and I really feel like that's one of the biggest things left holding women back in the workplace is having to family plan and figure out when's the right time. Because to be honest, and I don't know if you've had this experience, I don't feel like I'm at the right time yet and I'm 28. So (laughs) it's like, do you ever feel like there's a right time in your career to pause and have kids? And it's, it's really interesting how I feel like a lot of companies and luckily I feel like Dan, where Dan works is a little bit different, but um, a lot of companies don't give practically any paternity leave. Mm -hmm. So it really does fall upon the woman to take that time off and kind of take time out of their career. Mm -hmm. So I just hope for our kids, you know, daughters, sons, regardless, like the world that they live in it makes it easier to think about having kids. Yeah, I I completely agree. And there are so many companies that are still even behind on maternity leave. Like if I don't, it's just so disappointing to see women have to scrape together 
vacation time, sick time, go on short-term disability, all of those things so that she can bring a life into this world. It just breaks my heart that that has to be a thing and that companies aren't acknowledging it as an important piece of life that, you know, that, I don't know, it just, it boggles my mind. (laughs) I know. And I feel like it arguably makes you better at a lot of parts of your job, like, um, you know, managing your time. Like, I feel like I'm super busy right now, but I'm sure that you become next level efficient when Mm -hmm. you're literally caring for another life. So I don't know. I just, I hope that more and more companies start modeling that example because it's like, it's really disappointing across Mm -hmm the board where we're at yeah yeah it's very disappointing and I'm I feel like I'm not close to you know having to make that decision but I really hope in the next three or four or five years that things start to change and that it becomes kind of standard across all companies where you're not basing your you know, where you want to work on the maternity leave or the paternity leave. Like you can go anywhere and you can base your decision on where you actually want to work and what you want to be doing rather than, you know, time off. (laughs) Totally. (sighs) We should get somebody on that. I don't know. Can talk about that topic. Yeah. I feel like. And paternity um, leave. Yeah, that's such a heavy hitter. And it's something that's on my mind. Again, I don't feel like I'm super close to that point. But like, I don't feel comfortable with, mm. <laughs> with like, where we're at now. So yes, we mm-hmm. need someone on about that specifically. Yeah. Um. So I want to um, get a little like fun in here. Um, So we should talk about our current morning and night routines because I feel like we haven't talked about them in a while. And like mine has definitely changed. um, And I'm sure yours has too. So do you want to start? Yeah, you know, I love (laughs) good routine. And I feel like that just kind of anchors my day and whatever happens after that, I just feel so much more calm and level and like ready to take it on if I do um, my routine. So for me, I feel like I've been running a ton more. So I'm actually doing my first marathon in May. So exciting. (laughs) I know it's like, it's been on my bucket list, but I've always said I would never do it probably. Um, But I'm super excited. It feels like the right time. I feel like I have a really healthy attitude about running and working out in general and I'm super excited so I feel like my routine before you get into that you should um at some point share your marathon training with our secret Facebook group oh yes I totally will okay perfect um yes so I wake up usually you know I'm an early bird around like 5 20 or 5 30 depending on what I'm doing, I'll either go to spin, um, shout out to Candice's class. Who's been on the podcast. I go, (laughs) I go religiously. It's amazing. Um, or I'll go for a run and then, um, I get back shower, do my whole skincare routine, pack my bag, 
put on makeup, dry my hair. Um, sometimes eat breakfast. Lately, I've been I've been choosing to sleep more, but I feel like as I get into more serious training, um, I definitely make breakfast a priority and then walk to the tea and start my day. Um, so I feel like mornings are kind of like every minute is precious. Mm-hmm. So when I get home, I love to just come in the door. I unpack my bag. I get everything like washed in the dishwasher. Um, and then lately, and I don't know if it's just the weather, the fact that it's so dark out so early. Um, but I've been loving watching HBO. (laughs) Mm, Um, so we've been watching succession lately, which is awesome. So watch that. I do like my whole nighttime skincare routine, which is much longer and more elaborate, I feel like, than in the morning. Um, And then what I've been incorporating in the evenings, which has been so life-changing, is the Screen Time app. I don't know how to use it. But I've been locking my phone from, well, not locking, because you can unlock it. But I block like I block Instagram, Facebook, all of my social from about 8.30 to 7 a.m. the next day. So I love that. It's been huge. So I've been reading more, um, just like spending more time with Dan, um, even too, like just catching up with friends over text or, you know, giving them a call, which is so nice to just block everything else out. So yeah. And then I go to bed super early, usually like nine 30 <laughs> by 10. Um, I love that. I need to use, I need to use that app because I have gone down a deep rabbit hole of being <laughs> too attached to my phone since moving here and yeah. it needs to stop. I know. I got to the point where I was like, what am I like, you know, when you just feel numb from Mm -hmm. scrolling, I got to that point and I was like, you know what, this is too much, like so much time. Like we just spend so much time on our phones and, um, I feel like Dan is actually a great example for me. He like, doesn't really (laughs) do social media. And I feel like I was finding he was trying to have conversations with me and I was on my phone. So it's just like, it's good to make sure we're spending actual quality time. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, um, I feel like a part of the reason why I've become more attached to my phone since moving here, um, is because of like, finding connections with people from back like back in Boston or back home so like I'm trying to like stay connected but at the same time I'm just like mindlessly scrolling or I'm like online shopping which is not great either (laughs) so I I need to like block my I need to just delete the shopping apps on my phone but yeah speaking of that you're almost done with your no spend November yes Yes, it's been go. It's so good. I feel reset. I made some like adjustments on where my money is going while I'm having this motivation. Because um, I feel like for me, I, I just can't have 
spare money in my account or I feel like I'll be like, oh, sure, I'll buy this, I'll buy this. So I feel like I'm making smart choices now while I'm fully in this mindset that will keep me honest throughout the rest of the year. So I'm feeling good. I'm super excited. Yeah, that's amazing. I think January is going to be my reset month. I Like Ooh. December, I don't want to set myself up for failure. I know right. in December I'm going to spend money because I'm going to be like, oh, Christmas presents. Um, exactly. So January, it's happening. If anyone else wants to do it with me, let me know. Yeah, like, I'll probably do it again too. I feel like I'm all or, not, all or nothing, yeah. so it's Thanks. good. Yeah, if I, like, screw up even once, I'm like, well, it's done. Like, I'm out. <laughs> so yeah. You're like, let me buy the world. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Um, okay, so my routine. So the morning has been a little bit different for me since moving. I think that's been the toughest because I don't have a commute, which has been great. Yeah. Um, but because I work East Coast hours, I wake up and I work – kind of immediately um so sometimes I forget to eat breakfast or I forget to like do my like wash my face in the morning or I just kind of like get pulled into work right away so the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks I've really tried to um get up I'll you know check my email really quickly and you know respond to things that are urgent but if nothing's urgent I'm like okay those things can wait until I have breakfast so (laughs) I put that on pause. I usually make eggs and um, toast because I love breakfast and I'm starving if I don't have something substantial. Sometimes I'll do a smoothie instead, but usually I'm hungry like an hour later. Um, and I just wash my face with water. Um, I'll put in put on some moisturizer, um, get dressed. <laughs> Working from home, it's like, you don't really yeah. have to get dressed. <laughs> Yeah. What, like, do you wear, do you do an outfit every day? No. So part of the routine also, like I mentioned earlier, is that I go to Pilates, um, like at 12, 15 or one o'clock. So I usually will just change out of my pajamas and put on like workout clothes. So I'm ready to go when I need to leave. So that I've realized that just that small action, like kind of gets me ready for the day and gets me kind of in the mindset of like okay like the day has started I'm not just lounging in my pajamas like I'm still working but like I still like I feel like a gross like grungy person if yeah. I'm still in my pajamas at three o'clock so yeah I make sure to get dressed some days I'll like do my makeup because that also like I like wore makeup every day to work like not a ton but like the basics yeah. um and I, when I started working remote, I was like, oh, like, I don't have to put on makeup. Great. Like, that'll be great for my skin, whatever. But I found that some days, like, I just need to look like I'm, like, presentable and I'm, like, going out into the world. Or, like, it really affects my mental health. Like, I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, another day where I, like, didn't try. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. So that's been very interesting. So trying to get that kind of figured out. Um, but I found that if I don't go and work out or I don't t- take a walk, I also feel like I like did nothing all day. So that's been key. Um, yeah. And then in the evening, I try, I usually will like stop working at like four or five my time. Um, and then 
I will. I've been really like loving making dinner again. So in Boston, I would get home from the from commuting on the tea, and I'd be so exhausted. Like, I do not want to make dinner. Like, that's the yeah. last thing I want to do. But yeah. now that I don't have to commute, I'm like, oh, I have you know 45 minutes to an hour to actually like, make something good and try something yeah. new. So that's been great. And then um, John gets home, like we'll have dinner and then either like we'll watch a show, which is great. Um, we've been going to a lot of concerts, which has been really nice. Yeah. Um, and then I always, you know, do my luxurious skincare routine before bed. <laughs> I feel like it just gets me like if I don't do it, I lay in my bed and I'm like, OK, I can't sleep. I know. I didn't do my full routine. It throws me off. Yeah, completely. Like, I don't feel relaxed. I don't feel like I'm, like, in the mindset for bed. So doing that is key. And then going to sleep at, like, 9.30 or 10. Because now that I have to work East Coast hours, I have to be up very early. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's such a huge switch for you, I feel like. It is, yes. I'm definitely becoming more of a morning person. Um, yeah, I, I still love like a good sleep in and I definitely like can't work out in the morning every day, but yeah. like just getting up and like, oh, like if I don't lay in my bed for an hour, like I still feel good. <laughs> I probably feel better because <laughs> yeah. I'm actually up and doing something. So yes, yes. I feel like for anyone out there who's trying to like switch to an earlier schedule, just know that like. It might not ever feel great when your alarm goes off, but once you're up and going and you've accomplished so much, like, it's always so worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, like, once you actually get out of bed, you're fine. But it's that right. that time when you're laying there and you're like, do I, do I press snooze one more time yep. or do I get up? Yep. And, like, you just got to make the decision to get up, make the bed, and then you're out for the day. It's exactly. Great. It's Yeah. And I feel like once I get started on a snooze schedule, it's like so downhill for me. So I just have to get up. (laughs) Exactly. No, there was one day, it was like the first week we were here and was there, it was like, maybe it was, I don't remember if there was like a holiday or something. There was a holiday in October, right? Halloween. We had like a Monday off. Anyways, there was a Monday off. And I was like, oh, I can, like, sleep in. And then literally the next day, I was like, I cannot wake up. I can't do it. Like, this is terrible. And it's just because of that one day that I didn't I get know. up. I know. It's it's crazy. And I feel like getting up at 5.30, it's, it sucks. But then on the weekends, when you sleep in until 7, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so energized. Yeah, and you're still, like, you're way ahead of everyone else in the world at 7 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I, I'm convinced that, like, nothing great happens after 10 p.m. usually, so. <laughs> it doesn't. <All> good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have been enjoying, like, being asleep by 10. It's been very nice. Oh, the best. Um, yeah. So anyways, I hope everyone enjoyed that little update. Um, we went on a few tangents, but (laughs) it was very important information. (laughs) It was, it was a wandering path, but (laughs) now you know how our, how our minds work. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully you can relate. I feel like 
for anyone like in our world now, I feel like connection is so key and just something that everyone's looking for. So hopefully you appreciate us being a little bit vulnerable with where we're at. And we would love to hang out with you if <laughs> if you're in our cities. So message us and yeah, um, follow us on all the places. Mm-hmm. Instagram, join our Facebook group, shoot us an email, all of the things. Yes. And we are strategizing for 2020 right now. So if there's anything that you want to talk about, anybody that you want to see on the podcast, please let us know. Um, We're always open to ideas. We have a few great ones, if I do say so myself. Um, So we're looking forward to 2020. We're planning our event for 2020. It will likely be in Boston. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. Um, Yeah. And I, this is coming out. um, It's the day before Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. We're grateful for you. Yes, we love you guys so much. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Bye guys.